0: Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Try, try, and told, try and told him I'm a beast, bud. What's up, gang? What's Welcome up, to gang? The, grindcast. the Grindcast.
1: Simon, Simon here, here. here. Get ready. It's Get a ready. new day. day. What's up, gang? Welcome to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day. Boom. And anybody that listens to the videos at all, if anybody watches the Grind videos, mm-hmm. you, one of my favorites is uh Immigrant Mentality and in the mindset that it that that some of the folks in America that have had unbelievable success even though they were not from this country yeah. Came here, didn't really even speak the language, and and you know, I mean, just not an even playing field, and they end up dominating, and it's there's just examples all over the place, just Crazy. and and a lot of it is the mindset and the mentality of just needing an opportunity and, and willing to do whatever it takes, and and uh, so you know, Mario fits that mold, you know what I mean? Mm. Mar- Mario, when when I think of. When I hear immigrant, I think positive things. A lot of people hear negative things when they hear yeah. immigrant. Like, people, like, when you do stuff like this, and my experience with a lot of other people out there uh, from other countries is, is like, I just got so much respect for the mindset because it's similar to the hustle. Same so similar to, similar to coming up yep. the way we came up yep. where you got to be tough, you got to be mentally tough, shit ain't going to be good, you're not dealt uh, a, a, a perfect hand. Uh, and and those people, I can I can definitely relate to amongst other people. But, you know, th- this this gentleman that's going to be talking to us today that we're going to be interviewing Mario Hiro uh, is is a special, special cat. So he he uh, I got introduced to to Mario through my mentor, Marcus Smith. And uh, some of some of, you know, you know, know Marcus and Mario, I believe, was in college and, and uh, he would drive. Uh, for for me and marcus and uh now he's a millionaire so he went from a driver to a millionaire okay and Jesus. and and so we- let's just start it off with that wow. so uh mario maybe w- would you mind just uh telling a little bit about you know who you are your story not only with the company but even before that you know who who you are
2: Simon, I, I really, really appreciate the opportunity. And to me, it's, it's mind-blowing to, to, to know that I'm right here on, on your podcast. And, you know, to think about that I've made myself uh, valuable enough that you would uh, invite me on, the, on this podcast is just, you know, it, it makes me very excited because I always try to keep myself humble. But a, a little bit about myself. So um, I've been in America since 2005. My mom... Uh, brought my brother and I on ten thousand borrowed dollars that uh, she got from her brother, my uncle, and uh, she brought us to this country, to this amazing country, with uh, with a vision that uh, my brother and I we would have an opportunity to to grow and, and and get better and educate ourselves and and just basically you know be successful here. But she didn't have a plan other than just getting here. We didn't speak a word English, you know, at the time. So thanks to my mom, my mom's aunt and her husband, they actually found us housing. We stayed with them for about two months. And, um, not only, uh, did they find us jobs, but they, they literally gave us a refrigerator full of food because we really didn't have any money. And we didn't know how we so were going to be deal. successful. We just basically came here. And, uh, we wanted, you know, we wanted to work hard, but we literally didn't speak a word English. So, uh, I mean, we definitely have come a long way, but it wasn't easy starting out and, uh, so little by little, you know, I got my first job. My first job was uh, a dishwasher. So I always like to joke around, you know, call me Tony Montana. You know, so my first job. <laughs> <laughs> Tony! So, <my> first <laughs> <laughs> so so my first job was a dishwasher. It lasted for three days. I literally burned my finger grabbing one of the hot pants because I had no idea about washing dishes or, or, or how to do it. Hilarious. And uh, so so from from there, you know, I fit jobs as a toaster boy, you know I, you know i fit cleaning jobs and you know i know you mentioned Did you say
1: jobs uh, as a toaster boy
2: man <laughs> what I the hell I is
1: a toaster talk, boy dog listen to this,
2: this is
1: funny. <laughs> have you ever heard of a toaster boy
2: we're gonna learn now I've, what the toaster does i've come heard on, a poster, never,
1: uh, poster boy
2: yeah. no what is it but, watch this so, so on. this is funny so uh, i worked at a diner right it's called my friends Dilly in in lakewood ohio and so the diner, basically, they were so structured with everything that they did. So they had the boss boys, they had the waiters, but they had someone who was, all, all their job was making toast. Oh. right. So I was so proud of, of that job that, you know, I would always joke around and say, I make the best toast and I butter every single corner. Oh,
0: <laughs> come on with it.
2: So that's, that's pretty much what I did. Now you, Hey, that- you
1: still making that bread now, dog? Come oh. on, but it,
0: the toast maker, <laughs> the toast maker, that's amazing.
2: <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. That's, look
0: at that. You started with bread, doing it the right way. Now it's a lot of it. You know what I mean? Come on.
2: <laughs> Hilarious. And so from that point on, I've, I've you know, I've, I've uh, cleaned offices and, uh, you know, I, I actually used to work for uh, positively Cleveland at the time, but before I even got the office job, I used to clean those offices. But one of the vice presidents uh, at the time of sales, Dan Williams, he actually, uh, that's one of my guys he actually saw how hard I worked and he basically, well, they created a position for me to to be a secretary. And so from that point on, when I got laid off of that position, that's when I got introduced to American Income Life. Wow. Uh, So so one of my best friends at the time uh, graduated from John Carroll University and uh, so he started working at American Income. And I had no idea what American Income was about and uh, I had no idea anything about insurance. So I started working it took me five times to pass the test, but wow. I just would not give up, right? And, uh, you know, so I, I started working at, at American Income, and I honestly had no idea what a 100% commission position was. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, for about two months into it, I thought I was getting paid hourly. Yeah. <laughs> I literally had no clue <laughs> and uh, so basically I, I, I'll ju- you know I jumped right into it the scripts were laid out laid out for me the vision was casted for me all I had to do is just put in the work and uh, but I always felt like I had a chip on my shoulder right so what I did was after a year a, a year of working with American income I did very well and um, you know I decided to go back to school because I, I met my fiance at the time and uh, well, I'm, I mean, my wife now, my, my girlfriend at the time, uh, I, I met her and uh, she was actually uh, getting her master's in accounting and she talked about wanting to be a CPA, which she is now. And so I'm like, I need to step my education game up. So I decided to go back to school. And when I went back to school, Marcus Smith, you know, my mentor, um, so he, he decided to, to keep me around. And all I was going to do is train other agents on making sales. So basically I, I just had to go in the field with them, show them our business, show them the deal. Uh, while I get to do that, you know, he also wanted to make sure that I, that I made a little bit more money. So he had me drive him whenever he Come would on. go out to dinners because I knew Cleveland very well. I used to go out a lot. So he would just uh, have me drive. And anytime he would have a guest or one of his friends drop in town, I would be the driver. And uh, so so that was a huge opportunity for me, which I'm, I'm sure we're going to talk about that a little bit in detail. So, but uh, for five years, all I did is, is just train other agents. And I saw a lot of people with a lot of potential, a lot of people with, uh, you know, a lot of work ethic that would come into this business and would succeed. And I saw a lot of individuals with lots of talent. However, they would Phil did, did your
1: friend from john carroll that introduced you to this opportunity is he
2: still with the company he's no longer with the company i, I knew no. it
1: as, as soon as the, <laughs> you were telling me that i i knew it and so there's a teaching point right there not to knock him because he may be in in, in somewhere he's supposed to be Correct. and maybe that's the direction that god is bringing him in it doesn't mean that every person but w- what i will say is it does show that you know typically You'll pass up most people just by not quitting. Mm-hmm. And and how much of this success game uh, is about just don't stop when everybody else quits. Uh, when no one else, when this person can't take the shit no more, you can go a little bit longer. When this person starts to you know say screw this or gas out, you you, you find a way to to, to take another breath and, and move forward. And that's really more than. You know, 80, 90 percent of it is, is is that. So that's just one example uh, right there of how many people, if their friend don't do it, then they don't want to do it. Right. And you know what I mean? Right. And it's like, OK, maybe that's why he was here. He was supposed to intervene in, in uh, divine intervention. You know what I mean?
2: I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, what allowed me to become successful so quick when I came back full time uh, at American income is exactly what you just mentioned. Uh, well, I I was actually, I got exposed to many different talents and I got exposed to many different individuals, but I I actually got to see them fail. And I got people, you know, I I got to watch them grow. Right. So for me, I know what needed to be done. So any, anyone that would try to be too smart, then what the system is, they would fail and all the ones that were very coachable and the grinders, you know, they, they succeeded. So that's why I came back full time. Um, You know, so three years ago and I was able to grow so quick to to now being one of the agency owners uh, in in Southern California. So but that's exactly the idea. I got the exposure on on what not to do. And I got the exposure on on what to do. And and, and that's one of the main reasons why I was able to grow so quick.
1: Do you think having a, you know, being an immigrant plays a part at all, if at all, in, in your success level?
2: Uh, so I would say being an immigrant has a huge part uh, to being successful uh, because um, I feel like many people in this country uh, don't understand, you know, the opportunity that, that they have, or maybe they're just so used to it and they're numb to it, right? So it's possible that they're very numb to it because for me, uh, I know what's on the other side, right? Uh, so a, a lot of people fight the opportunity, right, based on, you know, what's, what else is out there, right? You know, what, what's on the other side? I came from the other side. Amen. Amen. So I, I, I know what it's like to, to be broke. I know what it's, it's like not having opportunity. Here's what I always say, uh, Simon. What I always say is there's 50 states, right? 50 states in America that speak the same language. My country, Albania, has 3 million people that live in it. If you drive two hours, one direction, you're going to be in Greece. They don't speak the same language. So mm-hmm. if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a business owner, you're yeah. not going to be able to conduct business with them. Yes. Whereas here you have all this population. It's such a huge, huge population. You just got grind. to
1: gotta grind. Wow. Wow. Makes a lot of sense. Why, why would you think? You know, immigrants. You know, uh, not all, but I mean, like I, I got a good friend, uh, Emery. He's from Turkey. He's 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 a beast in in. Bi- I mean, I got a bunch. So why do you think that is? That 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 so many immigrants have come here and and, and had success. Uh, well, you know, more than even people that were born here. Like, wher-
0: why
2: Why? Grind. Like, what you do? I right? feel like there's two types of immigrants, right? The ones that make it here. And they think they arrived, right? You know, they think that, you know, we're, we're comfortable because we're in a better country. We're, you know, we're in a better opportunity. And if we do just enough to be able to have a good lifestyle, you know, they're going to be good. And there's going to be the ones who constantly remind themselves of, of where they came from to keep themselves humble, but constantly strive for great, greatness and constantly get better and better and better. So this is land of opportunity. So for me, I remind myself all the time that, uh, your mom borrowed $10,000, right? We had nothing. So I never look at my bank account and, and I never have a financial goal because you will get that goal. I mean, you will hit that goal. You will get the money here eventually, but if money is your only goal in life, you will get there eventually, then you're gonna be very motivated. Yes. So I try. To, I try to constantly get better and better and better and help out as many people as possible and, and so I, I always, always, always look for what's next because I, I didn't come to this country to be average. My mom left her entire family behind yeah. in order for uh, my brother and I to have this opportunity. So you would be literally me disrespecting my mom if I didn't try my best. The to way be I look at it too. Yeah.
1: And that's, what, that's why yeah. uh, Vasu's saying, who's another immigrant, I mean, his yeah. family was, that his mom and dad mm-hmm. barely speak the, the the language.
0: Sacrifice creates opportunity. Crazy. So you came here in two thousand and five with your mom. Mm-hmm. Got ten thousand dollars to come down here. Fifteen years you've been here. Just now, what twenty twenty? So when you started, you were driving for Marcus and Simon. How did that even like like? And now I mean, like how did that even come about? Like you're driving what nice cars? Like all the good cars? Like what? Like
2: <laughs> yep, how did yep. that so? I I always, uh, you know, I would always tell my my wife that, um, you know, being able to drive for Marcus and, you know, when Simon would come in town, being able to drive for Simon, I would always tell her it's it's such an opportunity to be able to be around people that are very successful because you get to see what they think, you get to see how they behave. Uh, and, And we're not talking about guys that, you know, just inherited a million dollars. We're talking about individuals that start from scratch. And the, you know, developed the discipline and, and created a certain mindset and envisioned themselves to be where they are now. So just me being around these guys, yeah. I, I would get excited. I would miss on family events because <laughs> Marcus would text yeah. me, yep. "Hey, I have someone, Let's you know, s- someone in town. Can you drive me?" He would literally text drop. me three hours before. I would drop everything because of the fear of missing out on knowledge the fear of missing out on the opportunity so i looked at that driving job as not me earning for driving correct i looked at that 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 driving job as as me getting the opportunity to just eavesdrop yeah of what they're talking about yeah so like when simon and marcus you know would communicate with you know with each other you know parts of it would be them you know having fun but but 99% of it Business. was them constantly talking about how much, you know, they care about their people. And, you know, they're constantly talking about how they're going to help others grow. And it's just to me, I'm constantly is driving. So I'm driving, but but primarily I'm, I'm I'm trying to soak up everything that they're talking about. So that's the way I looked at that position.
0: Boom. That's what me and you got in common, man. I'm his driver now, too. And so many other Let's things. Let's go. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm waiting on that million dollars to come too, Right, right now. You know what I mean? <laughs>
2: Think up think about this, you know, how hard is it to drive with these guys when they pay for your dinners, you know, you, you get to go hang out with them. They literally take care of you know, take you, you drive all the fancy cars and you get to, you know, listen to blessing, them and rock shoulders right? with them. Isn't that crazy?
0: Yeah, definitely a blessing.
1: And 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 the thing about perm is is I get to be me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's it's, it's uh, this. comfortable completely. Yes. He's known me for my whole life. So I don't yeah. need to worry about, you know being someone that, that people expect me to be yeah. or you know it's just like i'm just being me you know what i mean which is what i try to do all the time
0: he just never just grew
2: so, so what is never so simon simon just he missed so I feel like at this point this I feel like at this point, I speak a little bit better English, but I still don't know what PERM is.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, okay. Perm. Okay. Yes, yes. All right. Well, PERM, okay. He wants to
1: know what PERM is. He says, what does the
0: P-E-R-M,
2: what, is the what does the letter stand, stand for? for?
0: Okay, PERM. It stands for PERM. Well, <laughs> when, I don't know if you ever seen Friday, the first Friday that ever came out with Ice Cube, Smoke Dog, and all that. Have you ever seen that?
2: I've seen all three of them.
0: Okay. All right. So we're, we're right here together now, right? Okay. Now, you remember... Big Perm, Big Worm that was driving the ice cream truck with the curls. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I was kind of that guy. <laughs> yeah. So so I was kind of that guy. So I was in school at the time and I was coming down the hall. This movie had just came out. Uh, I had banana curls, just like Perm, Worm. She drove a pink Parisian, pink, pink car, came down and, 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 and this girl was like, what's up, Big Perm, Big Worm? And I was like, and it stuck. She kept calling me every day. What up, Big Perm, Big Perm? And it just got big, you know what I mean. So that was I was kind of that guy. So that's how it became that. I was I was driving the ice cream truck. You know what I'm
2: saying? Man, oh man, I love it. I love it. All right, big perm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> For sure. Any
1: any any memories stick out uh, to you uh, of of art your interaction as a driver with me and me and Marcus at all? I wonder which
2: one sticks out to you. Funny? I have I have lots of memories, <laughs> but I'm gonna mention two that I, I think are extremely important, right? Well, one of them, it's you know, it's hilarious to me because uh, you calling Marcus Donald Duck. You yeah. know, just <laughs> always, always had me calling.
1: Oh, no. oh, you um, used to love it,
2: because Marcus man. don't let
1: people bust his chops, so I, I'm sure it's great to <laughs> see someone bust his back, but. But I call Marcus Donald Duck because if you play that song, the Donald Duck theme song, who never starts an argument, who never would think of starting a fight, uh, who gets stuck with all the bad luck, nobody but Donald. Like if you really just listen to that, that's that's my dog, and and he got a heart of gold, and he's an animal in business, freaking straight genius, and and his 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 temper, uh, his his fuse is like a fire. Wow. like the fireworks the little ones you know what i mean and, and uh oh man it's so fun for me to get them you know to get them all worked uh, and when he gets <laughs> all worked up and he yeah he starts acting like Donald Duck, when his face turns red and smoke comes out of his ears and stuff. So that, that's where he got a, got the nickname, uh, Donald I Duck. Feel like what that, else? I feel like
2: that moment right there would have been a podcast because you guys going back and forth because yeah. of the relationship that you have and knowing one another. That would be hilarious. Shout
0: out to Marcus it's, on that one. Let's go.
2: Straight up comedy. <laughs> hmm. And the the part where it always, you know, it always, like, it, it stuck with me is the level of discipline and patience that both you and Marcus had. So I remember, Simon, when you would constantly get calls from your leaders, and sometimes we know that business can be challenging, so sometimes your leaders could vent to you, but it's just not only did you focus on constantly motivating them and kind of pointing out areas of improvement, but even when you're off the call like, what really stood out to me most is that even when you're off the call, you constantly kept talking about the, the leader's potential, and you, you constantly would have conversation with Marcus about how great your people were. So, just you always seeing the best in people, you know, it's, it's incredible to me, because this was like True three that. years ago, True and that. just like three, four years ago, right? Yes. You know, look at your business now. Mm-hmm. You know, some of your leaders, like, have literally doubled, tripled their income, in just two, three years, but if you didn't handle things the way you did, right, maybe they wouldn't be here. Maybe the business wouldn't be to where it is right now, right, so for me, it's constantly a reminder of maybe pushing the people, disciplining them, but when you get off that call, it's really truly appreciating them and not really being annoyed annoyed by them. I don't think I've ever seen, and I've been around you a lot. I've been around you a lot. I don't think I've ever seen you get off the call and and badmouth somebody so Never. so it's always highlighting all of their goods and areas so it, so it's almost it almost seemed to me that you constantly kept reminding yourself of what this person is and what their potential is I've, i feel like that's well, what you started were doing. it
1: started with perm because everybody <laughs> used to wonder, they like, man, why, why are you hanging around this dude? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. Perm had a big old gold chain, yeah, and you know man. what I mean, and he was, like, you know what I mean, like, man, you just still big, rolling with yeah. with Perm? Look at him, you know yeah. what I mean, big beard him, and man. everything. Like, yeah. So I just, I, I just try to keep it real and 100%. see the best in everybody. Because when you can get past. You know, the beard and, 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 you know, being 400, 500 pounds. I mean, I with, how it, many? It come with the territory. It, ton? I don't know no, what you're like, up to. No, you. I'm like nah, but when I'm you like can get past that, okay? You 300.
0: 300. 325.
1: You yeah, 325
0: <laughs> my ass. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> 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 325.
1: OG Perm. <Yeah>. OG. OG, dog. <laughs> yeah, okay. Great. This guy. Go ahead, Perm. It's on go me. Go ahead. You want me to just carry the load here? Or, you know what I mean? What are
0: you going to do? So I heard my man you made over a million dollars, right? Saved. Sa- you say saved? Saved. Big difference. So you have a million dollars right now. Like, you have a I, You can go. Actually, uh, what was Come it on. about a week ago? What? I literally it
2: took to screenshots me. of my accounts and posted them. So I didn't make. So making and saving. Oh, I so love that. is something I learned from Simon Arius. It's one thing to make a million dollars. It's another thing to save it, right? So in order to save it, you got to make a lot more than a million, right? <laughs> Amen. And so Come so on. this was done in, in just three years. Three right? years. Three years of our business.
0: Yeah. A million dollars. Just look, just so you know, now you told me right now that you didn't, this is saved, that you yeah. have it. I just want to know right now we on there. Let me borrow $5, bro. Is that cool with <laughs> you? I mean, you already, you have it. It's here. Then it's to me whenever <laughs> you want to get it. Just five. You know what I mean? So, you
1: know what I, you know what I, you know, I think? I, I, I think. You know, all that is when it's t- when you're talking about. It's not how much you make; it's how much Absolutely. you save. It's it's there's a, there's a discipline that needs to be applied to that mindset. You know what I mean? And and, and uh, <laughs> a lot of people lack that that discipline to be able to do something like that. So, is, is there any tips for? You know, people out there listening and, you know, sometimes they got the mindset of, you know, you only live once or, you Mm -hmm. know, I'm young or, Mm -hmm. you know, or whatever, because all I do, you know, we were just talking about Steve, how, you know, he's like, man, he's 30 some years old and God bless him. He he, he like runs his big purchases by me. And and sometimes I tell him, no, you know what I mean? I I want him to save his money so he can have the power behind him. And and because I know what it can do for you, because you start to be able to. When you're okay yourself, you really can take any little bit of left of of selfishness mm-hmm. out of yourself. Because I mean, as humans, you gotta survive. So there's still survival in you uh, uh, until you're financially free. There, there, there's and and even if you're a great person, there just has to be a percentage of you that that focuses. You know, on, I, I got to make sure I'm okay. Sure. And and so I, I feel like it takes the pressure off when you start to have that money set aside like that. Cause now you could just really just focus on the people and the more that they, you help them get what they want, the more that you'll accidentally get more stuff and and all that stuff. So what discipline, uh, tips or any tips could you give people to save money?
2: Absolutely. Now I'm not a financial advisor. <laughs> uh, I do have my, my degree in uh, economic development though. So, you know, there, you know, there's some, some sort of a degree in economics there, but, uh, here's what I would always say. Uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of what I do is, you know, thanks to you, Simon, thanks to Marcus, because I because I feel like, you know, the, the new up-and-comers in this business, you know, all of us that are, you know, succeeding now, and, and, and we're a, a product of your guys' leadership, so I feel like uh, having that proper coaching, uh, you're constantly preaching saving money. Marcus, Matt Parks is constantly preaching about saving money, so for me, I always told myself, before I make a big purchase, I'm going to have a certain amount of money in the bank, right? A lot too. So I, I wanted to save $50,000 before I bought my S class. Right. Yes. And then I would have uh, Marcus and, and Matt parks and say, why just 50,000, why not 150,000 saved before you, before you buy the car. And when you're, when you come out for, when you come from nothing, you're like, well, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I guess I had limitations in my head and in my thinking. And, and so, I, so literally I didn't have an answer uh, to that question as to why not 150,000. So I'm like, you know what, let's just do it. Right. So I just basically, you know, set a goal. Uh, and, and I just constantly remind myself of act as if you don't have any money, don't look at the bank account. Right. Because, uh, one of the biggest mistakes that people that come uh, from, uh, no money people that don't come from money makers, as soon as they get a little bit of money, they think they made it. Right. And they start splurging. percent. Right. Uh, but the ones who are educated on how to manage money properly, right. They're always going to get better and better financially. So for me, uh, number one is I, I tried not to make expensive purchases. And if I was going to, I would try to double the amount of savings that I had before I was going to make those uh, purchases. So I, I feel like that part right there kept me grounded. Then the other part, Simon, you, you know, what's crazy in our business, sometimes the money can come so quick mm-hmm. that if you put in the work that you couldn't spend it fast enough. And I was so busy working that where was I going to spend my money? Yeah. Right. Go. If, if yeah. I'm constantly yes. working. So I, I always tried to stay on the grind and yes. I constantly Same. reminded myself of what I needed to do. So if I'm not, you know, if I'm not spending it and I'm working, it's only going to grow and grow and grow.
1: Another thing that's, you know, is that sticks out about that process and story and, and, and all that is, is that, you know, you had this million dollars saved before you became an agency owner uh, out in California. So th- that's the beauty of our company is is that you don't have to have a specific title, so to speak, mm-hmm. in order to make that type of money. Because you and I both know, you know, there's agents, you know, that are, you know, don't have a team that are making a lot. You know, you you and I have both seen people make 60, 70 grand in a month, 80 grand in a month, just sales wise. You know what I mean? Let me say
2: one thing to that, Simon. There's actually agents that are making two, 300,000. My brother, his first year in business, you know, made uh, over $300,000. So sure there is agents that are making, you know, 60, $70,000, but there's also other agents that are making two, Mm $300,000. And the differences is is the work ethic. Mm -hmm. and, And that's really what separates the two because Everyone in our industry gets given the same playbook, right? So we get the same playbook. We have the same opportunity. Yet to me, it's mind boggling how you can have a top performer and an (laughs) underperformer. It just doesn't make any sense. And and sometimes you
1: don't know who it's going to be. Sometimes your top performer is someone you never thought was going to be your top performer.
0: Because they don't look
1: the part. You know what I mean? They don't look the part. So you prejudge them. It's like, nah, he's too old or it's, you know, she's a girl or he's too small or this, you know, whatever, you know, you start prejudging and then all of a sudden, oftentimes, you know, in our company, you'll see the award winners and the ones that are winning, you know, maybe half of those people wouldn't be probably someone off the jump. You would think, oh, that's going to be their top, you know, their top performer there. So that because it's all about the heart, you know, it's about your work ethic. It's about being coachable. It's about your heart and all of those things have to happen when you know I know me and you were talking. I think this is a, a 1 year anniversary since you broke the record at Sarah Smith is is that right? Congratulations. With a 100 140,000 in personal production for a month, right? Mm-hmm. 140,000 in personal production for the month like in the industry for people that are not in this industry um in the industry that that would be like the equivalent of someone in football rushing for 500 600 Plus, yards in an NFL game on, you know man. what i'm saying like like the equivalent of somebody hitting five home runs in in one baseball game you know what i mean like stuff that yeah, just don't that. it doesn't happen you know in, in the it's history work, of that. the company you know 70 years now come on. just not normal so you know, what what things help, how do you make something like that happen from the mindset to the work ethic and, and, and skill set uh, to celebrate this one year anniversary of breaking that record?
2: Well, so. Uh, so, yeah, it, it is true. I do have the current record in, in Ohio. And, uh, you know, I believe, you know, that the company posted it. it might be one of the best ones in, in June in the 71 year company history as well. Uh, which, uh, you know, most of, you know, most of the agents, you know, or average agents with our company, they do about thirteen, fourteen, fifteen thousand 15,000 in sales for the month. So I actually did 140,000 in sales for one month. So definitely a big difference there. But, but what really made that happen is is being surrounded by individuals that are, are top notch. So I actually had the opportunity to work hand-to-hand with a current record hold, holder, Josh Deschong within our company, so he was actually my upline for a short period of time. So I I got to learn everything that he does. I got to see the work ethic that you know that he had, and and that's the main reason why I was able to, to lock in. But I also played better, pissed off, right? And so uh, so there was a record set in the company by uh, you know Talan uh, Bain on, on my team, right? You know, so he actually what's funny about that is last year. The the record was set three times from individuals that were on my team. Uh, wow! So in the month of June, I had my you know one of my boys, uh, my brother Enzo. He actually broke the record that same month uh, in June. I just broke it with a little more Good for you. So he did one hundred and twenty right. some, some thousand. He's I sick. did one forty. How does your? That's, uh, that's kind of
1: like what happens when when <laughs> when we sit on chairs sometimes, and I hear he it, like a little, a little
0: crick. It might be. Like, sometimes I break the chair. <laughs> Yeah, he breaks the chair. usually breaks the chair well, more. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit more. We got to help him on it, you know what I'm saying? We got to lower it and all that. You know how it goes for That's short funny. guys. Listen, for you, how does how does your mom feel about you, you know what I mean, having all that, you know what I mean, that that, that million dollars from, you know what I mean, from 2005 and then, like like how was that, bro? Like I know your mom is like super excited. Like
2: i try to hide it
0: (laughs) (laughs) like no no
2: please no mom no no i'm I'm totally kidding so yeah so my my mom actually uh so i just had her retire from working you know so she moved to california with me and she takes care of my beautiful daughter era and i told her she doesn't have to work anymore and that's her, you know, her love. She she oh, wakes man. up every single morning. She's the first person to grab my daughter when she starts crying instead oh, of congrats. my wife. So my mom actually moved in with me out here oh, in Southern California. And I want to make sure that I, I, I always take care of her. And I don't ever want her to ever work another day in her that life. Was so. one of my,
1: that was, that yeah. was one of my biggest goals starting yeah. out, Mario, was, was, was to take care of my moms like that. Let, 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 me, let me ask you, you know, when, when you look at, um, you know, like i remember being how old is your daughter so she she's about 14 months okay i I remember being on the phone with you talking to you about how you felt bad because your daughter was just born and you were hitting the road on a road trip and uh getting ready to be gone you know for for a few weeks and, and and spending most of the month grinding and working and not not being there and she was so young and it was you know emotional and, and I tried to encourage you you know telling you that uh, I know that feeling as a parent because you know when I leave home even to mm-hmm. visit Florida for two days you know I miss my I miss my daughter already so you know I, I have empathy for that but I knew that what you were doing If you could still find, you know, it's not like you can, you can't do that every month for five years. Uh, You can't do that every month for three years. But if you had to do it for a month, uh, once in a while, I think it's the best thing that, that you could do with the gifts that you've been given was to sacrifice for her opportunity and uh to to take your family to the next level somebody took you to the to this level got you here you took the ball and, and, and right. did well with it now it's time to go to another level to give it to pass it on to the next generation and and you know that's my mindset man so i think that's what people miss is they'll see the million dollars but they won't see they're not willing to do what you did right Okay, so it's like people want to do what I do, but they don't want to do what I did. People would like to have what you have, but they wouldn't want to have what you were doing. Correct. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, in order my, to have
2: it. My, my daughter, when she was born, she was in the, in the NICU for two and a half weeks. And at one point, she was the sickest baby in the NICU. So mm. fighting for her life, you know. So uh, she had two chest tubes and she was, you know, on all kinds of medication. And, uh, you know, March... Uh, you know, that, that was, that was, that's when she was born March 21st. I, I wrote 70,000, you know, that, that March in sales and a lot of people, and that's personal production. My team did 500 and some thousand in, 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 in ALP, which is, uh, you know, what, what, how we, we, uh, measure our business, but, um, man, so uh, a lot of people, uh, that make excuses when it comes to family and, you know, things that are going on in their life and, you know, they, they, they try to make that as an excuse as to why they're not pushing and doing things. Uh, but we don't, when we go away, uh, when we, we we go away, we don't go away to to be away from our family. We do what we do for our family. So Amen. that's the part where it's, it's extremely important, you know, that most people need to understand. So June, um, when I say I went through all kinds of emotional hell, you know, s- watching my daughter and. Uh, you know, watching our daughter being taken away from us after having her for three hours and put in Q and my, my wife, you know, I have a picture uh, of my wife literally uh, sitting in front of the actual uh, incubator and we couldn't touch our baby, right? Mm-hmm. So in June, uh, I went to Wisconsin working 32 different cities, being a father through FaceTime, being a husband through FaceTime. And leading my team, I was driving one and a, one and a half to uh, two hours or an hour in between appointments, being away from my family. So my birthday is in June, June twenty fifth. So my first birthday with my daughter, I spent it in a hotel in Wisconsin when my daughter and my wife was in in Cleveland, Ohio. So that's you know that's one of the things that I constantly remember thinking as as I'm driving to appointments, I'm like you got to protect these families. You got to put all of these families in the best situation, but never lose the focus and motivation that you're not trying to be away from your family. You're doing everything, all the sacrifices that you're, you're putting in for your family. And I, when, when I tell Thank you sure. this, Simon, uh, I, I made I made over $150,000 in income in my pocket in the month of June. So at the end of June, I didn't look back Thinking about how much I missed out. I, I look back thinking about, I'm glad that I, I put in the sacrifice because now this is what I can do for my daughter. This is what I can do for my wife. You know, I can make things a lot easier for them. So, you know I'm what 100%. I always
1: tell people on the grind that, you know, people really don't want to hear this, but when they ask my opinion, the older I get, the more real I'm getting to. Yeah. I mean, I'm the, the older I get, the more I'm just keeping it all the way 100 as much as I possibly can. And, 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 when, when When you start looking at people and um, you know looking at what they have or what they do and they, it, I start telling people what it takes is for you to miss uh, your birthday, you should be working on your birthday if you're on the hustle. What are you celebrating your birthday for if, as a grown ass man mm-hmm. or woman? When you're not where you want to be yet, if you got a business to, to 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 manage, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like if if I'm a professional boxer and i got a fight coming up in and, in and, and my birthday like i'm not going to skip out and party on my birthday if i'm training to be a world champ like in no. it but what i will do is uh, you know I i wouldn't miss my daughter's birthday i wouldn't miss my wife's birthday i would never suggest to people to miss their kid's birthday or sure. miss their wife's birthday or or even their mother's birthday if they got to do something for their mom mm. but your birthday yeah like that's 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 a no-brainer you know that's a no-brainer when you're coming up know grinding and stuff like that
2: what i always say simon and i think this is very important for people to really pay attention to this uh because this is the part that if you get this right you know literally you can change your life uh people need to know their role right so one thing that i've i always pride myself on is is knowing my role right so this is even taking it back to the driving days right so i'm not too proud so as an individual (sighs) I'm never going to be too proud to as soon as I achieve a certain level of success, most people that uh, achieve a a certain level of success, they want to market themselves so well to a point where they don't want to talk about their past because it it, it makes them, you know, look some kind of way. Right. Right. I want to, you know, so, so here's what the part, you got to know your role. So when I was a driver, my role as a driver is to make sure that you Marcus Smith had a great experience, right? Uh, you know i wanted to make sure i got you from point a to point b safe right and i wanted to make sure that you had the best experience absolutely zero stress Mm. so as a driver your responsibility is to have the owner of that car not have any stress that's why they're paying you right so as a father you have a responsibility it's to put food on the table right as an agent when we start with our company, we have a responsibility, which is to protect family, Mm -hmm. families as a supervising agents, know your role as a general agent, know your role as an MGA, know your role, right? So you gotta know what you you know, what your role is. And from that point is play to your role, develop yourself. It's okay to have a vision and to want to get better, but you got to execute your role first. So that Mm -hmm. is the part that most people just like they want to be this right so for example most people want to be Simon Arias. most people want to want, want to be Marcus Smith and, and 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 Steve Jobs and but but they're not doing what their role requires so how are you supposed to be this individual when you don't even know your role right. so be execute your role first then you're eventually going to be promoted so even when I was a toaster boy, I knew my role. Right. Butter on all four of the corners don't miss that and corner. at the right. same time. Right. He, he ain't playing that?
0: with that butter. Yeah. He's passionate. Oh, yeah, that's butter. right. Come on, man. Butter on oh, all four. <laughs> You're all four sides. Now all four three. corners. No. <laughs> Can't miss it. What is that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: is
0: that? No way. Can't have that. <laughs>
1: Mario, you the man, bro. Oh, man, Mario. I uh, I, I appreciate you, man. This t- I don't know how long we've been on here, but it, it blew by uh having fun dude butter with bread guy and i, love uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh your stories your story's awesome i'm i'm uh so proud of you and i appreciate yeah. you uh sharing some of your wisdom and in knowledge to help people out there if this yeah, if this helped anyone out there yes. if you think there's anybody that can benefit from this i know yeah. there got to be a ton of people after hearing your story I mean, come on please man. share this uh Years. with other people so we can impact people And uh, Mario, thanks for joining us uh, on another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready, it's a new day.
0: Count money, man. Money back, riches. Try and told told him I'm a beast, bud.